project has been uh, in the works in various iterations, I think, since about 2011. So this is this is not a new project by any stretch. But essentially, this um, uh, rapid transit, um, it, it seems to me that the most controversial stretch of it would uh, uh, enlarge in, uh, in 14th Street south of the Glenmore Landing, and that would give um, a, a, a bus-only access route to uh, buses kind of going north and south along that area. And, and, and local residents have raised some, some perfectly legitimate concerns about this. You know, they're concerns about um, bo- bottlenecks that are at the, at the flyover there. Um, you know, I think everybody who travels along that stretch can point out that the, the turnoff from Glenmore to 14 can be a disaster. <laughs> you know, and certainly I, I would, I've uh, experienced that myself. And I think that there are some, some concerns about noise, construction, um, how this thing is going to work over existing utility lines, those sorts of problems, which is all, all totally fair and completely fine. But um, at a certain point, and I don't know exactly when this is, you know, we, we crossed a line from, okay, some totally fair concerns about construction and all sorts of things, things like that, benign practical concerns. And um, uh, c- the community um, appears to have gotten increasingly, increasingly upset over some of the stuff. Um, they felt like they, the city wasn't giving them answers to things like it, it, its ridership projections for some of this um, rapid transit routes. So that was one of the problems as well. And, you know, before you knew it, you had like a thousand people showing up to these town hall meetings. Now, I wasn't at this town hall meeting because I'm not in that area. But city staffers and later the mayor said that a small group of residents have taken the the objections way too far, that there was pushing, there was shoving, there was even a death threat is what the mayor claimed. Um, many of the people who were at the meeting said, no, there wasn't, no, there wasn't. And there's been this back and forth between groups there saying, this is just a smokescreen. Um, the mayor is just trying to get out of trying to deal with these questions and concerns we have. And the mayor is saying, well, I'm not going to subject city staff to abusive behavior and treatment. That's not reasonable. So everything seems to be at this impasse between um, groups who are concerned about uh, this this project and the city itself. Now, and I think all the groups involved, they probably do have some legitimate arguments about the questions that you raised and that they have raised as well. But somehow this seems a little bit different. It, do you think that there's more of a, a geographical issue here as far as the neighborhoods that are going to be affected when it comes to this whole argument as well? Well, and this is where I wanted to dig a little bit deeper than this. And, uh, you know, I have to point out, it's not that I don't think that there are legitimate concerns with this project. There are always concerns when it comes to major road changes and projects of this nature. And local communities always have concerns like this. Totally fair, completely cool, no problem with that. But... Um, it seems to me like the the concern has been amped up beyond, hey, we're concerned about a flyover, and it's almost gotten paranoid and hysterical. I mean, some of the emails I've received after this call have been like, you know, the city's going to rip out our homes and our quality of life is going to be completely destroyed because of this bus route, which is insane. I mean, that's that's beyond the realm of what's what a reasonable concern here is. And um, that that was what I actually started to explore here. And, you know, I've been kind of watching these these debates about various projects in Calgary for a long time. And if there's one thing that sticks out to me and it's always stuck out to me and has concerned me and weirded me out is that 
a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them seem to come down to, you know, we don't want these undesirable elements in our community. You know, poor people take the bus. We're not poor. Why are you having a bus route in our rich area? You know, and it's not just a bus route. It, it, you know, it's the same conversation about secondary suites. You know, people can talk about, you know, parking being their main concern with secondary suites all they want. It's and we all know it's bull. You don't want renters in your neighborhood. You don't want the poor renters in your neighborhood. That's what secondary suites in that debate is all about and always has been. Um, you know, same thing, but I mean, and this, and this instinct that Calgarians seem to have can take some really, really ugly turns, and we've all seen them take these ugly turns. Um, you know, you know, it, it, at its lowest, I think somebody pointed out to me was the, um, the, the, the varsity opposition to a special needs school. Um, I've seen, uh, for example, or I've heard anecdotal example, people objecting to, you know, a French school in their area because they don't want kids from other communities bust in. You know, there's a real um, socioeconomic stratification in the city, and I'm not saying that that's unique to Calgary necessarily. All cities have that to some extent, but it's very pronounced here. Um, there is a sense that we in the Southwest or we in the Northwest or we wherever shouldn't have to share our city or our space with people who aren't like us. We are not comfortable with that. And, you know, I just think it's time that we start naming and shaming that behavior and start naming and shaming and calling that behavior for what it absolutely is. And I do think that we do have to look at the process as well, because, you know, going back to the fact that we both agree that there are some concerns as far as the timing and it appears that suddenly some provincial funding and things have to speed up. So maybe that's that's why residents feel like they're not having a chance to have a say in this whole thing and whether or not they're doing enough research into bus ridership, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But all of that aside, you still have to say, wait a second, this is still a bus rapid transit. How much of this is because it's bus lanes and how much of it is because of the neighborhood that those bus lanes will be going through? Exactly. And that is my question. And, and you know, you start looking at some of the ready to engage websites and they start making references to things like, well, these bus platforms will bring in the same sorts of undesirable elements that LRT platforms bring in. I mean, that is only something someone who is never who is not in the habit of taking the LRT could possibly write. I mean, Calgary on the whole, it's, it's one of the safest cities in the in the world. And to be making these types of coded concerns is just feeding people's paranoia about, you know, the wrong types of people being in my rich neighborhood. And, and that... That is a gross mentality because a it's just paranoid, and it's not it's not a realistic fear given what what Calgary is and where we are. And, and b you know what Calgary ain't Saskatoon anymore. This is a city of a million people, and the reality is is that if you're going to live in a city of a million people, guess what? You're going to have to get exposed to people who aren't like you, people who are poorer than you, people who come from different ethnic backgrounds from you. You are not going to be able to maintain the segregation that you've become accustomed to as the city continues to grow. That's just what it is. There are going to be people who live in apartment buildings next to your suburban detached home. Uh, sorry, I don't know where to begin. If, if you can't handle that and you can't deal with it, then city living is not for you. It's just that simple. We can't keep the Calgary of the 1980s in amber here. There are changes that have to come if we're going to maintain the type of growth that we've been maintained up until this point. And, and that's just what something people are going to have to get used to. So, again, you know, I think we have to draw a distinction. Sure, there are process questions. Sure, there are concerns about this particular project. There are always concerns like that. Whenever you build an overpass, whenever you extend a roadway, there are always going to be issues 
from local residents, and those issues have to be dealt with and 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 treated fairly and humanely. And the city has an obligation to listen to those concerns, hundred percent, no question. But we as a city have got to start looking into our mindset. You know, we've traditionally been a very socioeconomically segregated city. Let's be honest, we've also traditionally been a very racially segregated city, and that's what's changing. And is your discomfort rooted in that change? Then that's something that you as a Calgarian have to really address and start dealing with in your head. Jen, thanks for your perspective and bringing me up to date on this issue. Thanks so much for having me. You bet. Jen Gerson, columnist for the National Post.